This is Fringe Element here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Mine's Aaron Dugan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Aaron Dugan or Instagram Aaron underscore Dugan. We have a special guest on the show today, a current SEC football player, Grant Furking, a walk-on wide receiver at the University of Tennessee, who is also a multi-million dollar CEO of his own company. So if you're feeling a- unproductive today, go ahead and turn <laughs> off this podcast because you're just going to want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. cease to exist. Yes. Uh, wide receiver for Tennessee, CEO of his own company and general overachiever um, to make all of us feel bad about ourselves. Well, he he is sort of at an interesting nexus within the name, image and likeness conversation, because not only on Thursday last week did he endorse some companies. He got paid to endorse companies like a lot of athletes are across the SEC, but he was also paying athletes to endorse his company. And he's also launched a new company to help athletes understand and be educated about all of this name, image, and likeness stuff. So we thought, you know what? Let's talk to him for 30 minutes and be smarter people, Aaron. So Grant Furking on the show today. He's great. We tried to ask him questions and you'll, you'll hear this as we go through, but then we ask one question and he answers 17 questions in one question. So we literally had to ask like two questions and he had, he was so very well-spoken and um, is well beyond his years. So it was, it was an easy interview for us. <laughs> right. Even on our own show, Grant does all the work. There's, there's no question. So he'll give us a fascinating perspective from inside a locker room. He will answer questions like, will this name, image, and likeness disrupt the, the delicate balance of a locker room? even though every professional sports locker room has differently paid players. I, I don't, he'll answer that question though for us uh, a little bit later on. So again, Grant Furking, Tennessee wide receiver, making the rounds all over the place. We were really happy to get him. We had him for almost 30 minutes. And so uh, we, we hope a very illuminating uh, conversation again, not from anything that you or I said, Aaron, all from stuff that Grant said for sure. We, yeah, it was, it was all him. He carried all the weight. So I know it's been super heavy on the pod lately with all this name, image, and likeness stuff. And certainly we'll react to what we saw on Thursday briefly, but by and large, we're going to lighten the mood and we're going to talk about golf pairings and celebrity television shows in just a second as it pertains to the SEC. However, Aaron Dugan, Fringe Element, is brought to you by... Jaspers, the the secret to all of your birthday extravaganzas. (laughs) So Mul- bad. Multiple it's Braden's ex- birthday. Multiple and he didn't extravaganzas. I literally, I poured myself a glass of wine because happy birthday, Braden. And it's four o'clock. It's been one of those days. Um, right. But I know one and of those. if you're those. listening to this on Thursday, July 8th or Friday, July 9th or Saturday, July 10th, you, you don't know which birthday. one's my birthday. So happy birthday to me. It's July 7th. Maybe. maybe. 1978. Oh, wow. just kidding. What are you, 38 now? Mean, that was mean spirited. Well, you I won't tell you on your birthday. I'm assuming you're being age conscious. I love birthdays. I would have blown it out of the water. I would have thrown you a surprise party. No, you would not have. I turned 29. I actually may, may have. I'm 29 and I and my wife is turning 28 in like three weeks. And so we're just going to be that age for a while, we think. I think that's fair. I um. You actually are drinking. I like that. <laughs> no, I, I it's it's been one for me today. <laughs> Just gonna say that. But um, the but anyway back to Jasper's. <laughs> back to Jasper. No, that's where I'm I'm going back there because it would have also been the perfect time to celebrate at Jasper's mm, because they came true. out with all these badass desserts that we got. Braden and I got this 
mouthwatering email today at like a time <laughs> when it wasn't appropriate to drink or like eat a <laughs> ice cream sandwich, which was just kind of like torturous. Homemade ice cream sandwiches from Jasper's now. Homemade five spice snickerdoodle cookies with wow. strawberry buttermilk sherb. Do you say sherb? I say sherbet. I don't know how you say it. So- sorbet. 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 Well, it's not spelled that way. It's not no, those spelled are two different S-O-R-B-E-T. Words. Yeah, it's yeah, sherbet. 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 S- yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay. All right, so well, go, to Jas- go to Jasper's because they have great new desserts that are refreshing on a hot day. And now, yeah. it's and now, when an hour, it's going to be a perfect time to drink. So, and whenever you listen to it, <laughs> no, do whatever. I'm whenever, already drinking. Whenever you're listening to this, just pour one out for Aaron Dugan. <laughs> Happy all. birthday. Damn, I'm so mad you didn't tell me. Yeah, well, that's kind of the goal. I've, I've, I've reached like, curmudgeon status oh i'll Uh, never forget now so we will have a celebrity golf match reality tv show question to sort of lighten the mood (laughs) yeah that's a lot of a lot of adjectives (laughs) uh but grant furking of of course is the main attraction today on the show and and name image and likeness took place on thursday we had a lot of sec guys doing a lot of interesting stuff you have bo nicks doing the most bo nicks thing in the history of bo nicks sponsoring the most basic product you can which is delicious sweet tea uh, I believe Derek Check Stingley uh, from LSU signed on with Walk-Ons, which is a very good place. Try the Black and Gator uh, in Baton Rouge. Excellent place to eat down there. And you had Trey, Trey, Trey Knox uh, of um, Trey Knox at Arkansas with his Husky dog, his beautiful white Husky dog signed with PetSmart. So we immediately, I think, I think there's offensive linemen that are sponsoring things. You got players that are selling like, you know, tickets. There's appearance fees for players all over the place. I, it was I don't think it's underselling it, Aaron. It was w- probably one of the most important days in the history of college athletics last Thursday. And it was just bizarre to watch it unfold and watch all these people endorse stuff. It was, and I was like, how has it taken us four decades for this to happen? <laughs> Definitely should not have. We're v- very, very far behind, but I tried to this week or for today, kind of think of some, maybe some good things amongst, I mean, I think this is long overdue and should have happened forever ago, but for the people that are still dragging their feet on thinking about this, you know, affecting the, you know, amateurism of college football or, you know, sports in general, there are some good things we can think about. um, In addition to, you know, players getting paid, but they are, should be getting paid, which are, I think this is going to open up a lot more opportunities for players to be able to promote and raise money for whatever their philanthropic interests are to be able to actually team with brands to help support that. Of course they can do things, you know, um, in the philanthropic realm right now, but they can't have the same backing that they would be able to now the name image and likeness is released. And I'll be really interested to see, and Grant will talk a little bit about, you know, guys, getting business minded earlier than, you know, by the time they graduate or get in the NFL, but it'll be interested, interesting to see if stats on guys entering the NFL from college football are better with money, because a lot of us have seen that 30 for 30 um, document going broke or whatever. So I'll be interested to see, you know, just like diving into business early, it will help guys figure out what they're passionate about, maybe help give some better financial skills. And just finally. Yeah, (laughs) right. Even us talking with Grant on the show would not have been allowed prior to name, image, and likeness. We would have had to have gotten a waiver from the NCAA to talk with him because he is a, he's also a businessman. He also owns his own company. And so again, like it's just, it's opened up even access to players, getting to know them more, 
And again, the entrepreneur spirit, if you are, again, if you believe in like hard work and capitalism and creativity and personal freedom and all this stuff, then, you know, you sort of have to be for this. And I just was blown away by the creativity right out of the gate. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of big stars have not sort of signed on to all of this. There hasn't there. We don't really have a Tua in the SEC this year. So I'll be interested to see if like Bryce Young becomes a superstar or if Emory Jones becomes a superstar. What do the superstars do? Because we haven't seen like that big, big deal yet with a college athlete. We've seen them with the with like the Cavender twins out in Fresno State. Like they're big. Mm-hmm. But that's because they have like a bazillion followers on all the platforms. But we haven't really seen like that superstar college athlete. I think Spencer Rattler for Oklahoma signed mm-hmm. an endorsement deal. Um, Derek Stingley is certainly a first team All-American type of guy. So he maybe counts. But I think some of those we haven't seen just because they're probably much bigger deals that take more like dotting of I's and crossing of T's. So I bet they're probably coming pretty quickly. And also it will be interesting to see just, it's going to give fans much like it gave us just more access. Like you're looking at, um, the guy out of San Diego State, Greg, or Greg Bell, came out with all the stuff he was doing this week. And then Meatleet is a new like operation that they're doing where you can pay a certain amount of money and have your favorite player send you a birthday message or <laughs> do a, a video message. recording or a chat or something like that. So it, I think it's going to give you know, not only those guys opportunity to actually make money they deserve, but maybe fans even closer access yeah. than they're getting right now. Yeah. Oh. I mean, every, almost all the guys, these guys are doing cameos, right. Which is like, again, I never understand it. Why I would Same never do thing. it. Yeah. I would never do it, but it doesn't, if you like a player enough, you can go pay 30, 50, 75, hundred bucks, whatever their appearance fees for athletes through an athlete owned company, two quarterbacks, De'Eric King of Miami and, and Mackenzie Milton of, of Florida State launched Dreamfield, which now has all kinds of athletes that you can have appear at your birthday party, right? If I want Matt Corral, quarterback at Ole Miss, to come to my birthday party, it will cost... Do you know how much it's going to cost me? Did you see this number? No. It will cost me $10,000 an hour to get Matt Corral to come to my birthday party. And people are going to do that. I it's it's far and away the most expensive player I saw I've seen on the list. No one else is even like over two thousand dollars. So I'm not sure what Matt Corral is thinking, other than maybe there are some super super rich boosters in Oxford that are willing to pay for him to come to dinner or something. I don't know who is willing to pay ten thousand dollars for Matt Corral to come to your party. I don't understand. You need you need some ROI on that eventually. I don't know. You would th- yeah that that does it seems pretty steep, but maybe I should a lot of money. Yeah, I mean. That makes me feel like in my own business, maybe I should up the rates if Matt Corral is making $10,000 an hour. <laughs> Jeez, really puts things in perspective. That's like $1,000 per interception. Um, so if, if outside of Jasper's, a non-food or drink company, who would Aaron Dugan want to endorse? If you were an athlete, what, what would you- Non-food what, or drink to, company? Go back to your college days and think about okay. your college days. And think through, and, and it can't be a restaurant because we love Jaspers. So what what would Aaron Dugan, like Franzia, <laughs> what would Aaron, what would, college, what would college Aaron Dugan endorse? Not Franzia, although yeah. I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to have a lifetime of like a sponsorship where you could slap the bag whenever you wanted to. So I'll pass on that, I think. Do you have one so I can think just for a second? Because like, so I worked at a company called Blue Ridge Mountain Sports in college, which is like an outdoor store. It's kind of like an REI or whatever. So like I probably mm-hmm. would because I was such like an outdoor like hippie goober in in college. 
Yeah. Not, not that I still don't love canoeing and taking my kids hiking. We do. It's just like adult versions of all of that. Uh, and when you're in college, you get to do all that fun stuff. So like, I'd probably be like Chacos. <laughs> something Umbro. Something stop with the umbra. Something's Sorry. like Chacos or REI or oh like Patagonia. Like that, those are the, the companies I would have been obsessed with when I was like 21 years old. I think probably some, I mean, probably something to do with clothes. They're like Lulu, like one of those great workout <laughs> brands where you're just like stocked on workout gear for forever. I'm also a huge shoes person. I mean, you already had Nike stuff. I, okay. I don't know necessarily with team stuff that much, but like I love Adidas stuff now. Um, okay, I'm gonna go. I mean, I think Nordstrom's the catch-all. You could yes. get dressed in college, you could get dressed for a formal there, <laughs> kick around clothes, fake eyelashes. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I could have like I could have funded my like Your dance career existence. via Nordstrom. <laughs> so maybe. Go All with right. that. So fringe too element, classy for me though. Fringe element brought to you by Jasper's, also Chacos and Nordstrom. And yeah, <laughs> well, it's kind of like us in a nutshell. It does tell you a little bit of insight into our college experiences. There's no question, <laughs> and how they might have been a little bit different. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right. Let, again, keeping it light. I was watching the 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 match. I don't know. Do you watch the match? It's like a, a golf tournament reality celebrity TV show, basically for charity. Uh, and it's it, last year, I think it was uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning with oh, I can't remember who played um, who, who the golfers were. They put two PGA Tour professionals with like two celebrities. Remember. So I thought on the SEC version of this show, if we were to be and also the mics are all turned on. It's all open mic. It's all like, you know, you can see everything. There's cameras in every golf cart. I find golfing to be such a personal experience that you get to sort of see these guys that you never get to see in a very sort of relaxed and laid back, but also like still competitive where you're still like ribbing each other a little bit. And it, it just, I find it to be perfect. I'm not a reality TV fan at all, but I love this reality golf concept. So I thought what four coaches you have a twosome versus a twosome, not based on how good they are at golf, but who would you want to see open mic for like four hours, just giving it to three other coaches. You can pick four coaches in the sec to be in this foursome they're on reality TV. They're on some beautiful course somewhere in the world. Where, where, and who? What, what, what's your, what's your golf celebrity SEC coach match looks like? Look like? What okay, I think I have mine. And to go last year, I knew I had seen clips from it. I have not seen it all the way through, but this sounds like reality TV that I would actually enjoy. Was it Tiger Payton? Yes. Tom Brady and Mickelson, right? That's what that's what it was. Yep. And Phil was back this year with Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau on right. Tuesday on Tuesday. And I watched the entire freaking thing. I might have to go back and, and I watch that. Like, I didn't I get don't, to. I don't love watching reality stuff, but I was all I'm all in on it. And they, they shot it in big sky. So like it's this beautiful, gorgeous landscape backdrop with all these beautiful vistas. Like yeah, it was I, I can't I, I don't like that I'm so into it. Well. I don't blame you for this one. I really don't. I judged you for one thing you said that you watched the other day, like 90 Day Fiance or something, but this I'm not judging you for. That was during the pandemic. It doesn't count. Okay, that's actually that's actually true. Okay. So the four the four coaches. Okay. I'm going based on uh drama this year or this past year, kind of sort of um revolving around golf. I gotta go Saban and Jimbo Fisher riding together because oh, Jimbo said something about beating Saban, as we all remember. And Saban's response was what in golf? 
<laughs> something like that. Did I say that right? I, th I think I you got know. it. I think you got it right, actually. Okay. I think that's so, the right in voice inflection as well. What in golf? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like <laughs> a question. Go. So I want them to play so that either Saban can kick his ass or maybe Jimbo has a whatever a redemption tour, whatever that looks like. And then I just these two just because I can't leave them out and it would be a shit show. It Lane Kiffin and Dan Mullen on the other side. Like I just I can't. It's it feels like a basic answer, but it's just too good not to. It's pretty good. So, it's pretty good. Also, okay. you know, Jimbo Fisher, like an, a former assistant from Nick Saban, so plenty of knowledge there, which is why they sort of rib each other like that. But I think mm -hmm. it's I, I, and Jimbo does not shut up ever. He never shuts up. So like having Jimbo on an open mic would be like Phil Mickelson, who just never he's like the guy who doesn't shut up. Um, right. I, I so I, I'm similar. I've got a couple of names that overlap, but I've got two other names. Okay. I would go in one golf cart. Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach, because I just want the state of Mississippi to hate each other more than they already do. And I find them to be the two most interesting personalities in the entire conference. So again, kind of like you, it feels a little obvious, but I don't know how you don't have Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. And if you put them together, you've got uh, one golf cart with like a lot of very strange ideas and experiences happening in the same golf cart. So I'm down with that one. The other one's a little off the beaten path, but okay. but includes one of your guys. And this would be like my East golf cart versus my West golf cart. My East golf cart would be Dan Mullen, to your point, all the things he said. Also a little brouhaha last year in the SEC with a guy who I think has a much larger personality. And I would love to see in this setting because we don't see or talk or hear from him all that much because he doesn't get a ton of run. But I think he's got a much louder and bigger personality than people think and he almost got in a personal fight on the field with dan mullen and that is eli drinkwitz at missouri i would i would go eli drinkwitz and dan mullen in one cart mike leach in the magnolia golf cart against lane kiffin on the on the other side so west versus east what do you think oh i like that it kind of makes me feel bad for not putting sam Pittman <laughs> in mine because you like you put your you made sure to include your guy no i think that's i think that's probably I think it would probably be very, very interesting to watch Eli Drinkwitz amongst that crew, because I bet you're right. I bet he has a lot more to say than we ever really hear out of him. Two coaches that you would be least interested to see in a oh, golf cart mean. reality show open mic situation. I can like tell you together, mine. like a lack of chemistry together also. Well, well awkward can make for good television though. Yeah, it could, but like, just like to, to me, to me, and I love actually talking with him. I've talked with him a million times, but Mark Stoops to me, like he is so you you see what you get kind of with him. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure like he's any different. He might be more he might be more laid back and funnier, but like I just don't like I, I don't know. Like I think I know everything there is to know about Mark Stoops. I don't think he would I don't know. Mark Stoops to me, and then Josh Heupel, who I think is like a really nice guy, but I just don't think he's particularly interesting. I, I'm not I, Josh Heupel is the first one that came to mind for me. I'm sure he's extremely nice. It feels like it'd be flat and in the reality TV realm. Right. Right. Which I is why I think Eli Drinkwitz is a bigger personality than people think. Like I think he would work in this setting and I don't mm -hmm. think people, and I don't think people think that if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know what my other one would be. I'm I, I, I think you did a pretty good job there. Okay. We, we won't No. Yeah, coach, I, I'm not no going to press it. I think you did a good job. No coaches' egos were hurt in the making of this podcast. So <laughs> they're, they're all fine. Um, so I don't know. I just, if you want to tweet us your favorites, that's fine too. Uh, at, you know, at the Aaron Dugan, at Braden Gall. 
um, at 440 Sports. I just I, I watched that show and I was like, God, I, I would watch this for like any number of things, including head coaches in, in the SEC. Like I would watch it. Give me head coaches in college basketball. Like give me John Calipari, Bruce Pearl, Rick Barnes, you know, and Tim Corbin in a <laughs> in a golf tournament. And I would watch it. I don't know. I don't know. Mike Dubs are like one of my favorite thing, not only to watch, but like to be a part of or film. It's just, it's, there's nothing more entertaining because no matter what, especially when you're playing golf, they're going to forget their mics are hot at some point. Like even these guys that have a lot of experience being mic'd up and they kind of know, but they will trip up at some point and not really care, but you'll get something good. So I, I, I'm all about a mic'd up moment. Because like on the sideline, they, they know being mic'd up that like they have control over the editing process, right? Like they can control that X, Y, Z is not going to get out or, you know, and you're in your element. And sort of that's a safe space for coaches and players to sort of be what they need to be and say what they need to say to get, you know, heat of the battle, all that stuff. And I, I just think there's something about golf that like relaxes everybody to the point where they're just like, they're willing to take shots at each other. And, you know, yep. it's, there's a little competition going on, but it's not like super harsh. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's downtime. About... Well, yeah. Yes. It's yeah. great. Drinking, of... all of it. It's great yes. combo. Yes, exactly. Give me drunk Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin in one cart. God. Just like Lane Kiffin, just like tearing ass across. You know, it's it's cart path only. And Lane Kiffin is like driving right, right across the fairway. 1000%. And, and I do it in like Banff Springs, Canada where it's just the Canadian Rockies everywhere. So it's just gorgeous. That's where that, you know, I do something oh, that's or, a good one. or Augusta, whatever that one's good too. Um, so I, I just thought we'd lighten the mood a little bit. Cause we got a lot of heavy name image and likeness stuff coming. So any, anything else you'd like to, to add? I don't, I don't yeah. think so. I think it's going to be more fun to talk about name image and likeness from here on out. Cause we're going to get the creative side about it. Like, like you were talking about. So okay. I think, I think the boring like litigation talk is, is wrapping up, which I'm sure is, Makes everyone happy. Yeah, makes all of us happy. Um, all right, we'll take a quick pause. When we come back, you will hear from a very interesting, not boring at all person, Tennessee wide receiver and CEO of his own company, Grant Furking of Tennessee. You will hear from him when we return right here on Fringe Element. Fringe Element is brought to you by... Jaspers, the... The frozen popsicle in your freezer. No, thank you. You like that one, Braden? I thank you for jumping it. Like you, you sometimes just leave me to the dogs in silence for <laughs> moments and moments. People don't understand how much joy I get watching your face suffer. <laughs> it's just, and I don't like I how I don't see it coming. I don't know. Well, you, um, act, you actively choose not to see it coming. Yeah, I know. It's like a yeah, it's subliminal now. Uh, ice pops. Jasper's is going to sell ice pops, froze ones, and co the cold fashioned whiskey drink bourbon in an ice pop format, like you had when you were a kid. And they're going to sell them, I believe, in that. But not with boo you had boozy ice pops when you were a kid. It would well, it would explain if a I lot. did have one, it was probably I could see my parents making them and forgetting to differentiate. So maybe, <laughs> but if I did, it was probably on accident. Well, um, ja Jasper's, I believe, make sure that you're at least 21. Uh, I think they can, do that. Be yeah, before you can purchase a liquor ice popsicle, which does sound quite delicious considering how freaking hot it's been. Mm hmm. Oh, I mean, I feel like I could, I could let, should go be a marketing, like go sell these Froze Pops, like bachelorette parties in so coolers you, on the street. I'd make a million trillion dollars so in Nashville. So you'd like to be an endorser. 
and sign and and sell your name, image, and likeness to Jasper's because we yeah, can arra- I- we can arrange that. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sell it away. I don't know what it's worth, but we'll give it a, the good old good old college try. So there's along- a bunch of new stuff. What are you excited about? Well, I was going to say, along with the great happy hour and the traditional weekly rundown, which gives you great deals uh, on all kinds of great food, great burger. Uh, they, they got new menu items in, in all the different sections of the menu. I've been, I've been, I've been really hit, hitting that Creole roll hard lately. Uh, it's very refreshing. You know, anything with a little New Orleans stank on it is definitely in my wheelhouse. I, I love that. But I started looking at the frozen stuff and like the Frosé, the wife probably would be into that. I think she's actually had one of those. But give me a cold-fashioned popsicle. I, that's what I want to try. I want to see the a cold-fashioned popsicle. Could it possibly live up to how good it sounds? I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to. I'm gonna have to go try it. We'll have to go try it. Oh, they don't put their name really on anything that isn't awesome. That's a good point. So I Deb's, mean, Deb's very picky. Yeah, I think it's more like it's not even us sucking up. It's just that she is such a stickler about making sure everything's literally <laughs> perfect. I bet you it's really good. Do you want to, I'll get you a, uh, we can do a late birthday popsicle social. <laughs> it's so stupid. You would that hate sounds that. so much fun. That sounds like so much fun. You for won't all. even admit it's your birthday. How are for you a... being willing to have a popsicle social for it? <laughs> Cause Jasper's feels so bad. <laughs> Cause it's, cause it's only I had known it's never too why, late. Why but... don't you throw a alcohol popsicle social for me this weekend? At okay. I, that's fine. I will. I'm going to, I don't know who your friends are anymore, but I'll try to find some. Uh, I don't have any. I'm 39 years old and I have two small children. My, 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 that's friends, not true. You have friends. My, my friends are, are Jasper's and uh, Jack. <laughs> Those are my, my two friends. You're going to get a text uh, from several people after this. You have more friends than that, but okay. Well, anyway, go to Jasper's great food, great menu. And now a re- as they revamp all the time, because they are the next evolution of the sports bar, of course they have revamped their liquor. Uh, menu their drink menu their cocktail menu and even their popsicles are craft popsicles and and they got fantastic craft popsicles so liquor in them i can't wait to go try them i have not had a chance to try them yet but i i you know i don't really go more than a week without going to jasper so i'll i'll be over there to try the the craft popsicles at my craft popsicle birthday social this weekend (laughs) liquor i barely even know her go to jasper's Grant, man, great to have you on the show. Great to see you. Congratulations on all the success so far. And uh, we appreciate you joining the show, man. Thank you so much for having me on, Brayden. Look forward to it. So let's just start with how things are different. Uh, we are taping this on on Monday uh, following the, the name, image, and likeness legislation and the rules that kicked off on July 1st. So how, I know you had to get like NCAA waivers to even have conversations in the past. So just how has your life changed as an athlete from basically June to July? Well, it's funny, you know, we were, uh, we were prepared to launch this thing January one, um, for about the past couple, you know, two, three months. Um, I've been doing NIL educational sessions for all the OVs that have come up to campus. So I'd sit down with all the parents that came in with their with their uh, players and uh, I do a player panel. And at the end I do an NIL educational slide. And, you know, that was just an educational piece on, you know, different tax ideas that they could do if they're dependent with their, with their parents and then different ideas they can do outside of just signing autographs and signing jerseys and stuff. So 
really on last Tuesday or so, we got word that the NCAA was going to let us, you know, in Tennessee, because our state legislature had a starting January 1, was actually going to override and the NCAA was going to um, let you stay eligible if you if you started July 1. So everyone was on a level playing field, um, you know, across college football for recruiting purposes and stuff. So really within 24, you know, 48 hours, we launched a whole entity um, separate from, you know, my other entrepreneurial dealings, Metro Straw and all that stuff. And created this enterprise and I really saw a multitude of ideas of what we could do with this. We didn't think that anyone right off the bat was going to move with this entity structure. It's important for me to do that just aside from my other company and my other brands to kind of do it for a tax structure wise, but also just in my entrepreneurial experience, my connections and networking, I was like, let's do something to where we can a help other teammates out B be a role model on this NIL thing, especially a brand as big as Tennessee there in the SEC. And then really what also I saw was a lot of opportunity for me to go out and use my brand, not just because I'm, you know, out there scoring a bunch of touchdowns and getting receiving yards. That's not the brand that I've built myself on. I've built my brand on my business professional experience. And so I'm going to use that and leverage a lot to do stuff with donors, to do stuff with businesses across the Southeast and really engage them with myself as an SEC player, as well as a lot of other SEC players on my roster and other rosters within the conference. So we'll get into exactly what GTF Enterprises is and sort of what you're trying yeah. to accomplish. And because you're not the only one, I mean, it's it's really amazing watching the creativity and sort of that spirit sort of course through the entire country. But yeah. I, I'm 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 curious because when it does start, you know, we in, in as fans and in the media and sort of outside of the locker room and outside of the facilities don't really see what's going on behind the doors. All of a sudden, on Thursday morning, the floodgates open and people are everywhere. You're you are actually. Yeah endorsing for other companies but mm-hmm. then you're also on the other side of the equation having people endorse for you and your company right. so right. you're in a very unique position to see both sides of that what what, what were those conversations right. like for you on both sides of the spectrum well you know what i got a couple guys um that are helping me on the business development sides and are you know pursuing leads and kind of everything that's coming in our lap processing it seeing what we want to do what we don't want to do and that's on the gtf enterprise front that's come about when I saw this opportunity, you know, I've had such a unique situation being a CEO of a company while also maintaining, you know, a college athlete status within the SEC. So what I saw was let's use that as leverage to be unique and be creative. So what I did is I really just looked within my own roster at Tennessee and was like, hey, let's promote our own brand with, you know, 10 or 12 guys on our team. And if you look at those 10 or 12 guys and you'll see them, they'll continue to roll stuff out. We're doing it kind of staggered. Um, but if you see those guys, I and mean, we're going to reach about five, 600,000 people between the guys that we're targeting that are going to promote our stuff. And that's not just football. We have guys from the basketball team at Tennessee. We have guys from baseball doing it. Um, Grant Williams, who's with the Celtics now, actually just promoted our brand the other day. So we have a bunch of guys that, you know, using my connections, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of everyone always thinks, you know, whenever they ask start something or whenever they need help with something, let's go look externally. And it takes so long to kind of find someone for help and get their advice. I'm a big believer in when you have a, an issue arise or an idea that you want to start and need some help or some mentorship on it, it's always easy to just look internally. People kind of forget that and kind of get past it sometimes, but sometimes some of your greatest assets are right in your own circle. Um, and I really found that, you know, I had a lot of help with guys on my roster and they've known, you know, being, being a, you know, a 50 year college athlete now about to go start my master's, I've kind of been through a lot and they've seen kind of my business build from when I got there in 2017 to here we are right now. And they've seen me walk around with two phones all day, my iPad, you know, in between meetings and, you know, you know, before and after practice during training camp, I literally have to be engaged in all sorts of different things. Like Cody Burns, our receivers coach, literally we have a receiver rule where, you know, no phones are allowed in a receiver room during meetings. He was like, 
you know what, Grant, you can be the only exception because you actually are running hundreds of employees every single day. And like, you actually might have a legit issue arise during a meeting. You're not just trying to respond to a Snapchat or something. So, um, you know, I'm kind of in just a unique situation. They've been there through everything to kind of help me out with stuff. So right when I reached out to all these guys, boom, I mean, in a heartbeat, they were so happy to help and they want to get out there. We're going to be doing stuff with, with merchandise and some other things. We're going to be getting them involved. We're going to be finding them, helping them find deals. We're going to be doing all sorts of stuff. Um, to just kind of be a one-stop shop, whether that's for my brand, but also help out other brands and kind of promote it um, regionally. And eventually we want to go, you know, across the whole country and, you know, be kind of an inspiration in IL across all college athletics. Grant, when you're talking about um, picking guys to help endorse your business, obviously your yeah. closest friends and people like that make sense. And I'm sure you're taking audience size into right. accounts. But what other factors do you think besides just who has the most Instagram followers will be factors that companies look at um, up, up, or up and down a roster for a student athlete? Well, yeah, you know, we want to obviously in any business dealing, you want to you know do your due diligence and be sure that you're you're working with the right people. Um, I think the most important thing that you know we need to do is we got to be sure that the people that also have the same followers, do they have those followers for the right reason? Is it because something they did at Tennessee or is it something that they did before? Is it something that's going to represent my brand and their brand in a positive way? And so that's just stuff, you know, I know these guys pretty well. I know them on a personal level. It's not just like I played with them on the field and then I happen to just DM them and we got some followers off it. These guys, I mean, I hang out with these guys on the weekends. I eat dinner with these guys. I have real life conversations with these guys. So, you know, knowing who they are in their hometown, that's very important because that's probably their biggest audience knowing who they are within Knoxville, because I mean, you take a guy with 50,000 followers, there's a good chance 50%, 25,000 of those are living right there in Knoxville. So what kind of impact does that guy? How does he deal with, you know, kids? Because a lot of stuff we're going to be doing is going out and working with the youth. Um, So just all sorts of different things that we look for that we want to have the right people working with us, because once we expand that thing, you know, my name is going to be on the brand that all these people use. And so I want that to be kind of how I built my brand, which was, you know, on honesty and integrity. Um, going back to Metro, so we built on customer service. All this stuff is kind of within a customer service aspect because I want to take a business approach to all this. Um, and that's just kind of the unique thing is, you know, I'm taking a very um, business wise approach to all these dealings. It's not just, hey, you know, I scored this, I did this, I, you know, did this play against this team. You know, I want to take a real life business approach and, you know, let people know that, you know, any entrepreneurial adventure that you guys want to do using your creativity, it could be you're a really good photographer. It could be you have a really good t-shirt business you want to promote. It could be that they have the idea for the next best toothbrush to make. It doesn't have to be the next Facebook, the next Tesla, the next iPad drop. It can be a simple thing as just providing the consumer market, the next best product, and people will buy it. And they just happen to have a huge audience at the disposal of their fingertips to go promote it to. And so I'm going to help them walk through that. How do you start that? How do you market it? How do you get it to the audience? And then how do you, how do you work it? How do you run a business? How do you do it day to day while also being a student athlete? And I think that's the unique perspective I have is, you know, these kids will be faced with situations where, you know, they have a football practice at four o'clock in the afternoon and at two 30 on a Saturday, they're doing autograph signings and they've had kids from Memphis and Nashville all come together and they got to get to practice. So are they just going to look out there and, and see 200 kids with their parents who drove four or five hours to come get their autographs? Are they just going to see, you know, See ya. You know, I'll see you next time. But I gotta get practice, or they're gonna, you know, help all those little kids out and you know help them chase their dreams and be an inspiration to them. So there's a lot of mentorship. Like I said, education is gonna be the biggest part of all this. So being um, a, a way to educate all these kids and then going after and taking action, you know, that's what I'm really looking forward to. You know, you you kind of <laughs> you kind of answered the question already right there with that answer. But I'm I'm curious because so many, and I'm I'm 38, so I'm gonna call you guys young people. I know that makes me <laughs> sound old, but 
you guys have been curators of your own audiences for so long already, whether right. it's, you know, whatever platform you choose as, as a, to engage your audience. And like you said, you don't know where they're all coming from, but right. many people are extremely savvy about that already. Obviously yeah. some need some of that educational help. So what are the conversations that, that are happening? Not just because you're in a unique position to sort of be a mentor and educate, but what are the, what's the average conversation like right now for fans out there that don't know between two college football players in a locker room that are going, what, what is, what do we do with, with name, image, and likeness? What, what are those conversations like right now? Right. Well, you know, fortunately at the university of Tennessee, the, you know, there's no resource spared. So especially on the educational front, we've, we have third parties that come with Altia sports and, you know, our compliance department has been extremely helpful on the do's the don'ts, how to pursue a deal, how to work through it, how to be sure you're getting, you know, fair market value, because that, that differs from person to person on what you think fair market value is for a product or service. So being an educational in that aspect, but, you know, aside from how great UT has done educating us, you know, it, they can't be the broker and they can't go chase deals for you. You know, their content team can't go promote stuff for you. Their marketing team can't go out and, you know, use our sponsors and just say, Hey, come use this guy because, you know, he's going to be all over our billboards. So it's going to be great for you to work with them. They can educate you and they handle all the compliance aspect of it. But, you know, you're really on your own unless you go partner with an agent or an, a marketing firm or a PR firm out of your own wallet. Um, or they're going to take a, a percentage off your own dealings to, to go get that help. Fortunately, at Tennessee, you know, I've I've had a decent amount of experience, even at 22 years old with all that thus far. And so I'm helping these guys just with ideas. You know, you got to have an idea and you got to be able to develop it, but you got to have a plan first. And so what I'm helping with these guys is, you know, develop a plan, find something you're passionate about. You know, I've always been a big believer in, you know, you never want to 20 years from now, you know, wake up every morning and, and feel like crap going to work every just because it's paying well. Go find a job, maybe it doesn't pay as well. But if you love going to work every day, you won't work a day in your life. And uh, that's why I tell these guys is find something you're passionate about because football is going to end someday. Football will end someday. But you got to have a plan about what you're going to do. And the most important thing with all this is all these kids are in college and they're all pursuing a degree, which is the most important thing that they will ever get in their life. It's one thing in life that can never be taken away from you once you get it. So they're, being, they're getting a first-class education, getting all these ideas. I mean, especially take guys in Haslam College of Business, which I just graduated from. They're learning real-world business ideas day in and day out. Take those and go apply it to something. Like, never before, like, I, when I started a business, I would have loved to have gone and had 50,000 people at my, at my fingertips to, to market and campaign and, and, you know, put something in front of those eyes. I think I already mentioned that. But I didn't. I had to have great word of mouth. I had to do email campaigns. We had to do flyers. We had to start like any other businesses. But these kids, if they have a great idea and can structure it the right way, the opportunities are truly endless because they have thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And these aren't just random people following. They're following these people for a reason because they like them for who they are, who they are as an athlete. They're a fan of the Tennessee brand or a fan of their personal brand. So they can use all those things to their advantage to go out and get a huge wealth of business right at their fingertips and they just got to find the right thing to do and find a niche that's different from everyone else and they'll make a killing off of it. So, you know, I'm just encouraging them and I'm helping them find something they want. You know, is it practical? Is it going to work? You know, what's consumers other alternative with what you want to do? If you want to make a t-shirt, what's the t-shirt market for student athletes out there? How are you going to make that better? And, and so that's just kind of what we're working through right now. It still is so, so new and literally stuff changes daily. I mean, I've had five or six calls a day. I've been on two flights already today, just going through vacation because it's our, <laughs> this is our discretionary week. You know, we didn't have any football stuff playing this week. So I'm, I'm on vacation 
and it, it you know it's a it's a blessing from above that we've been able to have all this time off to kind of deal with all this but i'm also dealing with my company on one hand and i have this other thing that's going on and i have all their you know players trying to help me up for advice and we're doing all this so it's been a whirlwind but you know I, my teammates those brothers and stuff that i that i grind with every day there's there's no other group of people that i love to help through this and it's it's been a ton of fun i can't wait to see it continue Grant, I know that this is long, this name, image, and likeness stuff is long overdue in most of our opinions, yeah. and um, we've been been long time coming. Braden and I have been talking a lot um, over the course of the last few weeks just about what name, image, and likeness could potentially do for diversification of talent across, you know, the Power Five or just like this level football or sports in general. How do you yeah. see that? How do you see name, image, and likeness affecting guys making decisions, girls making decisions, going to a college? And, and how do you kind yeah. of see that playing out? Well, I see, I, you know, I actually see it as an opportunity for a lot of, you know, you look at some of these division two, II, division three schools that, you know, are high academic schools that have a ton of really bright kids um, go in those schools. I mean, take a school like Johns Hopkins or, you, I mean, any of the Ivy League schools, you see any of the schools, I mean, you can have a kid on that roster that's going to go there for med school or go there because he's going to law school there and they could create the next best innovation in the medical industry or in the legal industry. And I mean, that, that could be a multi-million dollar thing that they create right there while they're also on a roster. They might not have the immediate following of that, but that's the beauty of it. I mean, you could have 500 followers and think, oh, this isn't meant for me. Well, all you have to do is just build a team around you. Go get ambassadors to go help sell your product to get that launch out there. Like you could literally, I mean, these kids are so, you know, they're itching for business and want to, you know, build their brand too, but help them out, you know, have them be an ambassador of what you're going to go do and help them reach an audience far bigger than yours and give them a cut of it, pay them for it, go do something like that. I mean, this is going to change the college landscape and that's kind of our saying right now, we're changing the college landscape. I kind of stem that from being a landscape professional right now, but <laughs> that's what we're going to do. And I think it's, I mean, and it's not just a lot of people, I think, you know, it's going to be football, it's going to be division one, power five, that's going to make all the money off of this, but anyone can do anything at any time. That's the beauty about entrepreneurship is it's your mind and your creativity being put to work. You know, I, when I started my company before I even went to college, you know, I didn't think that going to Tennessee was going to help me grow my business. I could have gone to a, a D three school in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, if I was in the right market and still the right ideas and, you know, did it how I used to, how I did it and how I built it, then, you know, God willing, I would have been just as successful, but you know, we'll just, it'll be really interesting to see how across the board people use this to their advantage, because I don't think that anyone, you know, is at fault for being a smaller school or, you know, not being in as big of a revenue generating sport. You know, I, I, on the Paul Feinbaum show, I was talking about the other day, you could have a, a swimmer who, you know, that's not a huge revenue generating sport, but, you know, every major school has it. And they could go back to their hometown and there could be a new chlorine product or a new pool product that's being launched. And all they have to do is go and market it to their audience because they're probably the hometown hero of all the swimmers in that in that city or that region. So, you know, I don't think it's it's uh, necessarily locked in on, you know, one target audience of athletes versus another. Um, I think it will diversify, you know, the creativity. I think it will actually bring a lot of attention and a lot of you know media presence to a lot of other schools because of their players. Um, that has nothing to do with wins and losses um, and championships and all that type of stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I think there are a couple of guys, a couple of kids in in the Olympics. Imagine winning a gold and then coming back and like marketing right. the gold medal. Yeah, like, that's just insane. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad gig to have. Not not a bad one. Um, I, yeah. I do want to I want to give you the chance to potentially sort of just dispel the myth here because I think a lot of people look at it's an older way of looking at a locker room and they they look yeah. at 
disparities within the locker room. And I just kind of roll my eyes sometimes. And I look at, look at fans and I go, have you ever watched a professional sport? Like no one gets paid the same amount. So it's yeah. really not, can you, can you explain to people and, or correct me if I'm wrong either way, how one athlete getting paid X and another athlete getting paid Y in the same locker room will not actually destroy the locker room culture. Can you right. again, tell me if I'm wrong? I just don't believe that that's a, a concern. You know, it won't. And, you know, I actually, I actually think I mentioned this the other day too. Um, I think that this whole NIL conversation, the environment that we're going to be living in is going to fast track real life skills by like 10 or 15 years. Because honestly, I mean, when, when we, you guys know y'all are older than I am, but life isn't fair. And there are people that get paid X amount of dollars for one thing. And, you know, your work or what you're doing in life is far better. But for some reason, they landed at the right place at the right time, got in front of the right people and, you know, happened to do something big. And that's stuff that they're going to learn now at 18, 19, 20 years old, rather than, you know, 20, 29, 30 years. I mean, they're going to learn professional skills. So they're going to learn that, hey, this guy, you know, we kind of have similar skill sets. We kind of do the same thing. But what is it that got him to that point? You know, was he better marketing himself to people? Was he better, you know, presenting himself when he went to talk to people? When he went and talked to donors, when he went to talk to businesses. You know, how did he market himself online? You know, did he have a LinkedIn? Did he have a really professional looking LinkedIn? You know, there's going to be all sorts of different things that these kids are going to learn um, about marketing themselves, developing their own brand that, you know, might be similar. You, you know, there might have two guys sitting locker to locker that have the exact same T-shirt company and they're both trying to battle it out for who's going to be the most successful. You know, all these guys have been around competition their whole life. These guys know how to win. You know, they're playing football in the freaking SEC. You know, they, they found a way to get there. So it's just going to teach them to win at another avenue of life. And that's going to be off the field. And if you can win in life, you're going to be successful in a lot of different things. And, you know, I can't, I can't look back in every locker room and say that, you know, relationships here, relationships there, you know, I don't know how every locker room interacts, but, you know, our locker room at Tennessee has been through so much in the last five years. And I've been there for every single aspect of it from, you know, playing for three different coaches or going through different administrations from this or that. And really our culture has been built on sticking together. You know, we didn't want to see all of our, all of our guys were with every day working out and grinding with. We don't want to see them leaving and going other places. We've kind of stuck through stuff and we all root for each other. If someone decides to leave to go somewhere because it's better for them, better for their family, we support them with it. That might not be every locker room, but we've always just kind of had that through in our locker room. And same thing with this. I mean, when we see guys have success, we want to help them. You know, we have guys, I mean, I'm already doing it. We already have guys on our own team who are trying to build their own brand that are out there, you know, tweeting out stuff and retweeting and liking and promoting what I'm doing. So, I mean, not all that's being, you know, wanted. I'm not out there soliciting, you know, can you do this for this dollar? Can you, I mean, in some cases, yeah, but we have guys out there, you know, unprovoked that are just out there. Hey, go support this. We want to see this guy succeed too. And I hope that's how it evolves to the whole college athlete athletics landscape too. And it's not just, you know, within our locker room. That's what's going to be so cool to see this is when you see teammate by teammate, school by school, you know, whole college athletics supporting each other um, and kind of going chasing after the same thing. So Grant, just the feeling, um, you know, I, I worked inside Vanderbilt for a long time, so I kind of know yeah. what I think the sentiment was from student athletes reg like regarding all this NCAA stuff, but it's yeah. just been this way for so long that the conversations weren't really necessarily about those student athletes feeling exploited. Cause it just like, wasn't something that 
we didn't know when it was going to happen. We didn't know how it was going to happen. And it just right. kind of like put out of their minds. What were the right. conversations happening amongst you and your teammates, like leading up to this name, image, and likeness thing? What was y'all's sentiment towards it? And it, it, did it really feel like blatant exploitation up to like this point? You know, I don't think so. And, you know, I'm also in a unique perspective because being a walk-on, you're kind of always, you know, at your own self promoting yourself being the best version of yourself you can be because in that position nothing's given to you you know you're paying for your school you're not getting your stipend check you know you're not getting all that stuff and you know our, the walk-on experience tennessee has been absolutely awesome i think we have the best one in the country but you know i think a lot of obviously i mean guys were like you know i thought it was a little bit you know bs why i couldn't go to my favorite restaurant knoxville that i eat at three times a week and you know because i have five hundred thousand followers i can't take a picture of the whole pork sandwich i'm eating and say hey you know, best barbecue in Knoxville, go give it a try. And the owner of that restaurant can't give you a $10 meal. Like <laughs> guys, guys, well, no guys are just like, I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, when you and put it that it, way, right? But, it, but like you couldn't do that. And you think right. of the big picture things and you're like, okay, well maybe we need some thought to that. You know, having an 18 year old kid go sign a, you know, a $200,000 media deal or, you know, being able to go to a car dealership and get a brand new car because he just tweets out a couple of pictures. Like, those are more complicated, broader ideas that, you know, need some thinking of. Um, but I think as a whole, kids were just ready to, you know, be able to use their NIL to help the local community, whether that's business, whether that's, you know, nonprofits, whether that's, you know, youth sports in any way they could. Um, but I mean, there also were, were plenty of, you know, people outside the program and, you know, even people, you know, internally that we're like, you know, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's, if we're going to do it, let's not just lay it on these guys. Like let's educate them because at the same time, like a lot of these kids, I mean, they do, I mean, the education is very valuable. They're getting, you know, it's not like they're not getting any money. I mean, they get a stipend check every month, the cost of attendance living off campus. So, I mean, I don't think, I don't think there's, you know, anyone's getting, you know, cheaped out of anything. I mean, I, the, the college athletics, you know, life at the power five level isn't a bad life to live, especially with all your meals paid for all the gear you get, all the, you know, dorm rooms that aren't necessarily dorm rooms. They're like <laughs> urban art. They're like urban apartments now. Um, <laughs> so I don't think it, it's a, it's a bad lifestyle, but at the end of the day, you know, in the society we live in, I think you should be able to go use what you have, you know, what you've built, what's gotten you to where you are today and be able to turn a dollar off it. But I think the most important thing about this is, and I've already touched on it, is the educational aspect and that those kids need to realize that they're right here on one side of the puzzle. And the other puzzle is all the business ideas and everything out there, all the money that's you know going to be given to them, all the deals that are going to be signed with them, all the advertisements, all this. Well, they need to realize that there's that middle puzzle piece, which is the university brand and that intellectual right of the university. With us, it's the power tee and the volunteer brand. And they need to preserve that because college sports is what college sports is. And it's why so many more people tune in at three 30 on Saturday than they even do on, you know, noon or three o'clock on Sunday, because people love the pageantry of college athletics and they love the band and they love the tailgates and they love, you know, being alumni at that university and, you know, go and hang out with all their, you know, former college classmates. And when all those can come together and the, the student athletes realize that that middle puzzle piece is what got them there to where they are today and are now giving them the platform to go off and, you know, promote their brand. I think that's when this thing is going to be really special and is going to make it what it is. But you, what you don't want is you don't want this to turn into an NFL endorsement type thing. And, you know, you have guys going with this, you know, transfer rules and stuff going from one school to the next, just because, you know, there's this company that's paying this much for these ads. And, you know, you want to preserve what college football is and want them, 
to be proud wearing that name on the front of their jersey, but also be able to turn a dollar and promote the name on the back of their jersey. Well, you've been you've been very gracious with your time. You're a very busy guy. I've also spent <laughs> a lot of time in Glocker as well uh, as an yeah. alumni, so I know all about those classes that you have. Oh yeah, you have done probably way better in than I did. Oh. So, so you're I, running, I don't know about that. You're basically. That. I've, I've, been, I've imagined a lot of stuff during those classes too. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's I, true. I, I manage nothing. <laughs> Um, so that, that's what I was going to ask you here to wrap up is you've, you, you're, yeah. you know, you're running a company, you're launching another thing here. You're doing all this endorsements. You got class, you're getting a master's like you're talking about, like how much time during your week do you spend thinking about, Oh, Josh Heupel's offense. Pretty fun. Yeah. Well, the great thing about it is, is, I mean, that's gotta be my, you know, that's, you know, he always talks about being where your feet are and, you know, I gotta be where my feet are, which is, you know, I still have to be at team meetings. I still have to, you know, be up at, seven for hydration testing and breakfast i'm already up at 5 30 anyway because i have to you know do a meeting and you know our guys report to the yard and in office at 6 a.m so i'm up for that anyway so i'm just doing like double the amount of stuff than the average student athlete is before sunrise um but you know throughout the day that's why you know i i'm kind of in and out a lot i gotta rely on my team in atlanta who kind of runs the day-to-day operation of the company because i seriously i mean we could have something extremely wrong going on um, in any of our markets we serve and I'm out on you know, Haslam practice fields for three hours and literally would not know one thing about it. So I get off the field at 7 PM. Um, and so it's just a unique situation that, you know, I get done with practice, go to training table, go get treatment, do this, do that, come home. And on top of, you know, I'm, I'm a supply chain logistics major. I'm about to go to grad school, um, for management. And on top of that, I also have you know, 50 emails to respond to and 10 voicemails and, you know, got to work on a budget and it's not just the budget that my accounting professor is assigning me in Excel. Like I have a real life budget <laughs> to go do for a company that's, that's relying on me. So, you know, it's, it's been so fun because I've, I've been able to see and apply practical stuff that I learned day to day and, you know, leadership and management and, you know, communications classes, public speaking. I've been able to go and apply those literally like the next day. I'm not waiting to do it five years from now or waiting for my summer internship. So it's been cool to be able to, to learn some of the things I can and apply it directly um, but you know, I, I, I do not have much free time at all. There, there's certainly those days where you just want to take a nap with midway through the day, but you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's, um, you know, I'm so fortunate to have these experiences and, uh, I just hope I can influence others and, and, uh, make a change during this new time. Well, I think you are. And, uh, I think, uh, Tennessee's proud to have you and, uh, we do appreciate your time and we will let you go Thank manage you. all those companies. We have <laughs> too much of your time. So we, I appreciate it. We do appreciate it, man. Best of luck. No Thanks, doubt. Grant. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great one. That was Grant Furking of the Tennessee Volunteers. I don't really know what else we need to add about the name, image, and likeness thing. I just I hope people gain some insight into what these young people's lives are going through and stopped maybe just for a second and put their fandom at the door and just acknowledge the human being, human element of what these guys are going through and that they are extraordinary young people. One of the messages I did not say earlier in the show that I regret, because now we're really late in the show, is... There's a Grant Furking on your campus. Maybe not a millionaire CEO who owns his own landscaping company, but somebody who's that creative, that talented, that smart, that good at all these things, sees the opportunity and knows how to creatively take advantage of it to help people in the right possible way. There's one of those on every one of your campuses that you root for in the SEC. And I just we just wanted to show that type of person to you because that's what name, image, and likeness has given us, access to these guys. Yep. If your business or your company is looking for a younger target market, find it at your 
at your favorite team. I mean, really, it's going to like, it's, you're going to get things, people are going to be able to get things that matter to their business, to their company in front of such a younger group because of this. So like, if you're mad about it, you shouldn't be. And also like, use it to your advantage. I think these kids are going to have present a lot of opportunities to, to get the message out to like a younger group in the business world. So when you see, <laughs> welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> no, when you see SEC athletes tweeting links to the Fringe Element podcast, do not be surprised. That's all I'm saying. Don't be surprised. Love that trajectory for us. Do not be surprised. That's all I'm saying. That is all I am saying. Fringe Element, Aaron Dugan, special thanks to Grant Furking for joining us. And Fringe Element, Aaron Dugan is brought to you by Jaspers. The local birthday hub for your next boozy popsicle social. That's wonderful. That was Thank wonderful. You. Go have a boozy popsicle social birthday party at Jasper's. Also take your, your wife or your significant other, your husband on a nice date. You can have a nice dinner date there. You can bring the kids and watch the game. They got good happy hour. They got all kinds of great stuff because Jasper's is the next evolution of the sports bar as the kids are saying. And, and you know, kids are saying a lot more things now because of name, image, and likeness. So it's very cool. Wow, what a cool. bridge. Go to Jasper's and support your local kids. <laughs> how, about, how about that one? That's uh, a wrap. For, 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 Aaron, for Aaron Dugan, <laughs> my name is Braden Gall. Thank you guys all for listening. Please share the show. Thank you to Grant Furking for joining us. This has been Fringe Element on the 440 Sports Network. Peace. Peace.